Just as a disclaimer, we want you to know that some of the movies that we will be reviewing were shot in a different time and era where people of race and sex were not treated equally. We understand this and hope you do too. The movies or anything that happened on the sets are not the views of this podcast or what this show is intended to be all about. Exactly. And we want to give due diligence in presenting the movie and not the views of the cast or directors or anyone involved. But we also feel it's necessary to let the audience know some of the background information to get a feel for what was happening at the time of shooting the film. Again, we hope you understand that we do not agree with everything that went on and we just want to give out the information. And with that being said, hope you enjoy the show. a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man it is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity it is the middle ground between light and shadow between science and superstition and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge this is the dimension of imagination it is an area which we call the twilight zone Welcome to Tragedy of Cinema. I am the co-host, Terrence. <laughs> and I'm the host, Jim. Well, we thought we'd throw a little swerve because you have entered the twilight zone. <laughs> and uh, you have entered the fifth dimension beyond. Uh, I don't. Even, I wish I remembered it. It's such a great thing. Anyway, uh, and then we have our guest, Patrick. Good night. Hello, audience. <laughs> I was, Terrence likes to say the viewers, not uh, listeners. Yeah, viewers. Uh, did I say listeners this time? I think I said listeners. <laughs> so... Yeah, this is going to be the kickoff of the uh, Twilight Zone series we're going to be doing. Uh, we're going to cover all 167 episodes, I believe. So this is season one, episode one. Here we go. Yeah. The title was "Where Is Everybody," and it aired what October. <laughs> yeah, October. Yeah, that's why I think about our listeners. <laughs> where, where is everybody? <laughs> no, it aired October second from uh, 1959, which you know Patrick was about eight years older by then. <laughs> it was directed by Robert Stevens, written by Rod Sterling. The featured music original score by Bernard Herrmann. What did he do? Do you remember no. us talking about it? Psycho. Oh, for Psycho. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's right. Which I thought was really cool. Um, cinematography by Joseph Lachelle and editing by Roland Gross. The plot, simple. It was a man dressed in a U.S. Air Force flight suit wakes up all alone in a town. To make matters worse, he can't remember who he is or how he got there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so good. The cast, Earl Holloman as Mike Ferris, James Gregory as the general, and Gary Wahlberg as the colonel. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about this episode a little bit. Terrence, why don't you go ahead and you know, start us off, and Pat, if you want to interject as he's going along about stuff that happened. 
Uh, oh, should we let Pat start off and you fill in? Yeah, go ahead. So, I'll, I'll fill in. <laughs> so what happens? What, what happens? You know, you talking. say that you give the Twilight Zone narration, then what do you see? Well, basically, he wakes up and he starts walking down the street and he realizes, hey, I'm hungry. So he goes into a... Uh, yeah, diner, diner yeah. and uh, he hollers for food multiple times. He's like, "I'll he take says, my eggs hey, over easy," some. or something. <laughs> and he looks around and comes to the realization that, "Hey, there's nobody here." So uh, he uh, he then pretends to uh, go outside and look around, and then he goes from building to building and realizes, "Hey, there's nobody around." So and well, then he looks over and he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, miss, yeah. miss!" And he, he, he runs over there and it's uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's mannequin. a mannequin. Yeah, so he's like, "What?" And then he goes inside the building. There's a bunch of mannequins. Yeah, there, and you're like, "Wow, where is this going?" Uh, so oh, then, I want to throw in a fun fact, and it's uh, so I didn't watch. I've watched the Twilight Zone before in the past, but I didn't watch the first episode of Twilight Zone until I don't know about two years ago. So when I was watching this. Um, I totally like watching this whole thing and him going around. I'm like, this isn't some kind of nuke test site, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Where like in the end, you, like, you never know, though. Right? I'm like, oh, like is it just at the end he realizes where he's at and it's, he's in this test zone and they don't know he's there and they blow it well, up? I was so scared. Well, the whole what's time. really cool is he hears that bell ringing at the school or church or whatever. Yeah. I remember he hears that and then he goes in that uh, one building. And there's the cigarette still burning. Yeah. He's like, what is going on? You know what I mean? And Oh, yeah. There's like, there's always like these little signs throughout of like, is someone here? He goes into a gel and there's like the shaving yeah. stuff still there. Remember? And somebody had just been shaving. Yeah. And as he's standing there, there's cinematography. This, the gel door, you see the shadow closing. Yep. And he's like, yep. whoa, whoa. And he kicks the door open. He's like, what's, you know, what? Yeah. Well. And uh, so this, he's starting to break, dude. He's starting oh, yeah. to break down. Uh, go ahead, Patrick. Take it away. Well, after, after he, uh, comes a realization that somebody's watching him he starts running around so then he goes and heads over to the movie theater and uh he goes in and he's hollering for people hey i'm here i'm here is there anybody here and of course there's nobody around so he starts the movie starts playing so he gets freaked out and he starts going up and he looks up at the uh projector and he he goes up there hey is there anybody here is there anybody here and that's when he realizes hey there's something going on and he starts panicking and he runs out of the uh out into the lobby, and then he runs. Remember when he goes runs. out into the street and he falls down or whatever? He looks well, up first and there's he that... runs out and hits the mirror in the lobby. Right. That's... Yeah. But then when he falls down or whatever, he looks up and there's that eye looking at him, and it's yep. actually a poster from one of the movies or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? And he's like, "They're looking at me. They're watching me. They're watching me." And so then you then you get a flash over to people sitting in like chairs, and it's yeah. all like army generals and colonels and all this, and all of a sudden there and. Uh, they're watching this little television screen, and it's the guy, and he's like, "They're watching me. They're watching yeah. me," you know. And, and they're like, "Well, he's he's had enough. Pull the plug or whatever." So get him out. Get him out. Get him out. Yeah. So th- they go over there to this little. I don't know what would you call it. Um, container, I guess. Yeah, he was it, he was in a box. Yeah, it's kind of like a box uh, with a like one of them old, uh, like the top. Have you ever seen the top of the submarine? The ones with the big turn. Yeah, things? yeah. And they go over there. They undo it, and they open up the uh, door. And uh, he's slumped over. He's broken the glass. They're like, careful, he's broke his hand because he's beaten against the glass thing and broke it. And he's got all these wires attached to him. Yep. And so they start, Corporal, you okay? You okay? You know, taking off the thing. And they end up putting him in the uh, thing. So then the press comes in, which I thought was really interesting. The press. Oh, yeah. And Patrick, would you like to take it away? 
Well, the press starts asking questions about how long he was in there. And, and it uh, was ridiculous. Like, it was 434 hours. Yeah. yeah it's 487 hours, basically the equivalent of about two weeks. Yep. And they said um, he was in there so long that you can make a trip to the moon and back uh, multiple, times. multiple times or something, which yeah. I thought was re- the, the fact that I'm going to throw in right here. Is oh, what we were talking about. Well, we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I, yeah. Terrence, I said, Terrence, I was like, when did we land on the moon? If we landed on the moon for those conspirators. <laughs> and so I had him look it up, and it was in 19, I think, November 1969. Ten years after this episode Ten years aired. after this episode aired. So Rod Sterling was a man ahead of his time. Well, see, he, there's always the, um, I'm not even going to say argument. It's, I guess it's a, it's a bit of a debate of, like, um, does... Is science fiction predicting the future, or is science fiction affecting and uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Creating, inspiring the future. So, like you know, you get some some young kid who watches the Twilight Zone and was like, "That's amazing," and I want to do that. And then grows up, becomes whatever, an engineer, technician, all this other stuff, and then ends up being a big part of what ends up creating that sort of quote-unquote sci-fi aspect and then now it's a real thing right but what uh, was really cool about this though is when they're carrying him out in the gurney you know they got him in there and he's and he's he's looking up at the at the moon yeah and he's like don't go away he's like i'll be back up there soon yeah. <laughs> you know or whatever he's like <laughs> but because the colonel's like he's, he was talking to his uh the person in charge he's like he's like uh, but i wasn't alone was i he's like no not this time he's like the next time i will be and they're like yeah yeah yeah, yeah you will so it was kind of foreshadowing you know, being up in space, being up in yeah. space and the being moon, alone. and being alone. Mm-hmm. Really well done. So, um, Sterling's original plot, we're going to talk about this, for the Twilight Zone was The Happy Place, which revolved around a society in which people were executed upon reaching the age of 60. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> because they're no longer useful. Like, Holy <laughs> cow. CBS executive William Self rejected the story, feeling it was too dark. Sterling eventually relented and wrote Where Is Everybody as a more acceptable substitute. Unlike other episodes, which were filmed at Metro Goldwyn Mayer, Where Is Everybody was filmed at Universal Studios using Courthouse Square as the episode's Oakwood Town. I, I would have also watched that original concept. <laughs> yeah. That would be very interesting. <laughs> um, and what was always cool is when you watch The Twilight Zone, Rod Sterling always has an introduction and he always has an ending. Yeah. Um, this is the closing narration. The barrier of loneliness, the palpable, desperate need of the human animal to be with his fellow man. Up there, up there in the vastness of space, in the void that is sky, up there is an enemy known as isolation. It sits there in the stars, waiting, waiting with the patience of eons, forever waiting in the twilight zone. We gotta, we gotta, if you're going to read the outro, you got to read the intro. Well, I don't know if there really was an intro in this one. Oh, and this but no, the, the, he, it played the intro, right? Uh, the, the the intro, yes, but I'm talking about his his narration. Oh, the outro. 